Welcome back to Just Cop Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon, episode 46 ahead of UFC 265. We got a good lineup for you. We're first joined by Vicente Luque to preview his fight against Michael Chiesa. This is a big fight for the welterweight division. Usman Covington booked. You think Leon Edwards is probably next after that, but if Chiesa or Luque have a good statement win, perhaps they jump the queue or they're in a number one contender fight in their next fight. So this is obviously a big one. Luque thought this was probably the fight that was going to happen next, especially after beat Woodley. He knew the top five guys wouldn't want to fight each other, so they think they just he thought they had to just fight each other. But really big fight for Luque, who's getting right near a title shot against his former teammate in Caruso, which would be really interesting. Uh, we're then going to be joined by Casey Kenny to preview his fight against Song Yidong. This is a big one. His teammate, uh, Kyler Phillips, fought Song and beat him in March. The same card, Casey lost a split decision to Dominic Cruz. So Casey knows after that fight against Cruz, he can hang with the best of them. So he's kind of looking to get back in the win column, get back and start another streak and and work his way into that top 15. You know, Song's a guy the UFC has a lot of hype behind. So if he can go beat him and, and possibly finish him, it would add a lot of hype to his name. We're next going to be joined by Alonzo Menafield to preview his fight against Ed Herman. We did this one Monday night, super late, but we, we got it done. Alonzo always liked chatting with him, and this is a big fight against Ed Herman. Ed Herman's a guy that's been around for a while. Alonzo Menafield's coming off the really good Devon Flew submission over Fabio Sharon and Mark. He was hoping to return a bit sooner, but he gets a big name in Ed Herman, and he thinks this is a fight he can go out. It's either going to be a quick knockout or it's going to be a fight of the night if Ed Herman's chin can hold up. And the, he expects the crowd to just really love this fight, and he's really excited to be fighting in his home state of Texas where he's been living for quite some time now. And we close things out. Uh, talking to Ode Osborne to preview his fight against Manel Cape. This is a big fight for uh, Ode. Was supposed to fight Amir Albazi. We did an interview before that. Literally like two days after that interview, that fight gets canceled. Uh, he gets rebooked against Manel Cape. So we did another interview. Mikel- Manel Cape, former Risen champ, had a lot of hype coming into the UFC. And now he's lost back-to-back fights to Pantoja and, Mat- and Matthias Nicolau. Disappointing kind of fights, both of them. He just wasn't too active didn't pull the trigger the nicolau fight i did think he won but this is kind of do or die for manel cape nobody knows if he can get a win over manel and get a finish if he can possibly finish him it'll be big for his career and, and big to really just propel him into that top 15 of the flyweight division but really good chats all of them be sure to share the show subscribe and thank you all for listening all right we're joined by the fifth ranked ufc welterweight vicente luke who's taking on michael chiesa here vicente how's it going What's up, man? All going good? Uh, you know, just getting ready for this fight and excited. Yeah, th- this fight kind of not real short notice, but like it kind of came out in the last couple of weeks. When did you find out that you'd be fighting Michael Kies on August 7th? Uh, I kind of find- found out kind of when it came out, but I was aiming for this fight already. Uh, I had talked about fighting Colby, but Colby is a guy that, you know, he, he doesn't want to fight right now be- besides going for the title fight. So I imagine that that fight wouldn't happen. And Michael Chiesa was the next guy available. And I think it's it's a good name. I, I thought it was a good name. Me and my manager, Ali, we talked about it. And it was a fight that made most sense for me. Right now, I'm looking to keep coming, you know, climbing the division, getting to that title fight. And Chiesa is a guy that is kind of on the same path. And he's coming off good wins. So it's a fight that made sense. And I think a win over him does set me up to fight you know, against a, a top guy after that. This Kiesa fight, like, this is kind of what a lot of people wanted to see. Stylistically, like, how do you think you match up against him? Because you're obviously that striker. You have some underrated grappling. We kind of know what Kiesa likes to do. He kind of, he likes to bring the fight down to the ground, just kind of grapple people. Yeah, I think on paper, it's a grappler versus striker kind of fight. Uh, 
there's no secret. I'm going to go out there to strike against him, to try to knock him out. He's going to go out there to try to get me down and, and submit me. That's what he does. And, and what I do is striking. But the thing, what I see is I have also a ground game. I'm also good in jiu-jitsu and luta libre. I've, I've trained for many years. So I think I can, you know, kind of complicate the fight on the ground game. I still give it he is the better grappler. I would say he is a better grappler than I am because he focuses a lot on that and he's a dangerous guy over there on the ground. But I think I can, you know, pull something off, kind of surprise him there. And overall on the stand-up, I think I have a better striking. I think I can pressure him. And that's the kind of fight I'm going to look to do, you know, really put on the pressure on him. And he's a guy that does do really well, you know, in long fights. He has gone to distance with some tough guys, but I think that my kind of pressure is, is really tough to handle, and we'll see. If he can handle it, it's going to be, you know, a fight of the night. If not, I think I can get a finish. Are you uh, – because remember your last camp you did in Brazil because of the kid. Is that the same plan here? Or are you going to head to Florida and go to Sanford? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Brazil, and just my last fights I've been having – all, all of my camp over here and whenever I have some time I go to Florida but with all of this that's going on with the pandemic and everything I just felt I wanted to be here with my family and it turned out to be you know a, a really good thing because it's great to have camps in Brazil the team Serato MMA is being able to you know to give me great training great training partners and guys at Sanford Henry Hoof especially and, and Gilbert Burns they are always talking to me you know getting feedback from me I send them videos so that they you know, can make sure that um, I'm doing what I have to be doing for this fight. So it's it's working out really well, and I'm able to stay near my family. That's really good for my mental side, and I think that's a big thing of fighting. So, you know, it, it just works out. I have great training, and also physically and mentally, I, I'm rested, I'm well, and I, I think that's how I'm, how I'm, that's why I've been performing so well lately. Obviously, you're not training with them uh, for this camp, but how – important to think the past training sessions with Usman, Burns, and Chandler have been for this one because they're all high-level wrestlers and grapplers. And if you can stuff those takedowns, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to stuff a Kiesa takedown. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that's something I've been working since day one. Wrestling for a striker, I think, is one of the main focuses. You know, I want to keep the fight standing. So there's no other way for me to, you know, get to do that if I don't have good wrestling. So working over there with the guys at Sanford has always helped me a lot. Greg Jones, you know, he's a beast. He's our coach, uh, wrestling coach over there. Now we have Kami also, Kami Barzini, and they're beasts at wrestling. You know, they, they just not only uh, wrestling as what wrestling is, but also wrestling for MMA. And that is a little bit different, and they are able to, you know, do that transition and, and teach us a lot. And training partners, you know, like you mentioned, Gilbert Burns, Usman in the past. I used to train a lot with him as well. And all the guys over there are, are really tough. We have a lot of wrestlers and they are always kind of, you know, trying to, you know, beat the shit out of me in, in, in the wrestling. And I like that, you know, I think the more that the more I suffer in something in training, the less I'm going to suffer that in a fight. So for me, it, it's the way to go. Train hard with, with tough guys. And throughout Cass's career, like, the it, all his losses are stoppage losses, but three of the four submission losses, which is kind of interesting. Like this fight, like and then his one non-submission losses due to a, like a cut. So he's been very durable. Like, but you obviously have a ton of power. Like, is this a fight you think you can get that knockout? Yeah, uh, man. Every time I step in there, it's hard for me not to imagine myself knocking my opponent out. It's and especially because of my style. 
I'm always looking for that finish, be it on the on the stand-up, you know, or on the ground. Also, I have submissions as well. But I always see the knockout. I'm a guy that if if I see an opportunity, I'm going to take it. It might not work the first time, but eventually through the fight, maybe other opportunities will show. And I'm going to also take advantage of that and, and try to finish him. And I don't know. I, I do believe that I can knock him out. I do believe I can submit him if, if the right moment happens, if the situation appears. But we'll see. I mean, I'm going to be looking to finish him every single minute of, of the fight, as I do in every fight of mine. And if he can take it, it's going to be, you know, a great night for the fans. How quickly are you expecting to shoot on you? Like within the first minute? I, I do expect him, you know, to grapple a lot. And he's the kind of guy that can do that for, for the whole round, for the whole fight. So he'll shoot once. If he doesn't get you down, he'll shoot again and shoot again. So I do imagine that he's going to, you know, shoot a lot and from the start of the fight. Uh, I'm also kind of anticipating maybe some kind of, you know, different striking, something that he's working on to try to surprise me. I like to always be ready, you know, for something that different that can happen. But mainly I think he's going to try to get me down, maybe work, you know, the, the fence, try to put me on the fence and, and try to just tire out my arms, tire out, you know, my striking game. But we'll see. I, I'm getting ready for that. And it's the kind of fight I like. Guys that are going to try to put me out of there somehow and I'm going to show them that I can – resist that and, and impose my will well, what do you think a win over Kiesa does for you top of the wall to a uh, top of the wall to division still kind of stagnant we're kind of all wait to see what Usman's next move is but like doing a win here gets you into like a number one contenders fight I think it does put me really close to that title fight and you know fight somebody for then right after that go for the title especially because of activity I'm a guy that have has always been active and my fights are not kind of fights, you know, I'm not getting, I'm not stepping in the octagon and trying to get a safe win. I'm trying to finish my opponents. I'm trying to get, you know, uh, uh, significant wins. And I've been doing that. So I do think that this fight is a, a really important fight for me. Kies is a tough guy. You know, he has been fighting against tough guys. He beat uh, a former champion in, in Rafael dos Anjos. So I think he's a tough guy. That isn't a good win streak, so a big win over him, and and that's what I'm aiming for. I don't want to go in there and kind of secure a win. I want to go out there and, and show my style and, and do what I do, you know, that is big fights and, and really big finishes. That's what I'm going for. And a win like that, I do that. I do think it's going to set me up maybe for to face somebody up there, maybe number one, number two, something like that. You're fighting in the big octagon now because it's not at the apex. Like, uh, do you think that I think that favors you just because you have more room to use your footwork? You have more, like, Kiesa has to obviously cover more room to get you to the fence. If it's at the apex, it's just less room for him to kind of get you to the fence. Like, do you agree that the bigger octagon favors you in this fight? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a guy that kind of focuses so much on that. I don't really care if it's the small one the small octagon the big octagon uh for me it's it's kind of the same i'm still gonna do what i do if i gotta move a little bit more because it's bigger and and i'm i i am kind of uh i have more uh range of angle i can work my my game better yeah for sure that's that's great but i don't know i don't know if that's gonna make the difference that's gonna be kind of my advantage we, we got to see what he's going to do about it as well. But, yeah, overall, I think it's great. I like to find the big octagon. I, I like, you know, the space I can work with. 
And yeah, if it's better or not, I don't know, but for sure it's it's something I like. And the other big news this fight, your first since November of 2019, you're fighting in front of fans. Yeah, man, that's that's something uh, I've been waiting for. I love fighting for the fans. You know, I love to have the crowd cheering me up. And I know that every single fight uh, I'm in there, people are going to be excited. People are going to be screaming and, and enjoying themselves. And it's more special when I have fans over there. I can hear them. I get that energy. That pushes me, you know, to to make the fight even better. During the fight, I, I like to hear the crowd. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting to be in front of everybody. Again, being able to perform, to have a, a great fight. Uh, what's it like being on this card? you got two big title fights, uh, Jose Aldo. Like, it's going to be a big card. Yeah, I'm, I think that that puts more eyes on me. You know, you, we have great uh, title fights that are going to go on. There is my fight, which is a big fight in the welterweight division. I know a lot of people are going to be watching that. And I think it's just uh, – it's an opportunity for me to show even more people what I do, the kind of fighter I am, and, and my style. I think that's great. I'm really excited to be in a card like this. The last thing I want to touch on is your last opponent, Tyron Woodley, now boxing Jake Paul. What do you make of that? Man, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's a fight that, you know, I do believe he's going to get the knockout. I think he's going to go out there and, and do what everybody from MMA uh, ha has been wanting to do against Jake. So we'll see. Uh, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think he's going to get the knockout win and it's going to represent MMA in a, in a great way. What do you make of those old YouTubers getting into boxing? It's a lot of big paydays. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think that shows how fight is, is growing, how the fight game is growing, not only boxing, MMA, everything. Uh, everything related to fight nowadays has a lot of eyes uh, on it. You know, people want to be part of it. Uh, you know, people that are not fighters are getting into it and, and want to fight. And I think that's great. It's uh, it's a great opportunity right now to be working with, with the fight game. It's a great opportunity for me, for promoters, for everyone. So, yeah, I think the more uh, eyes people have on, on the fight game, the better for us. All right, well, Vicente, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, all right, we're joined by UFC bandwagon Casey Kenny, who's back in action here. Casey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Obviously, I just want to quickly touch on the last fight against Dominic Cruz. Didn't go your way. A super close fight. Like, what kind? What do you kind of take away from that? Because you just fought arguably the best bandwagon to ever live. Right. Um. You know. Uh. Had my performance that night. Didn't get the W. Go make some adjustments. Come back better. You know. Uh. Always. Uh. Pleasure to, you know, grace the octagon with a guy like Dominic Cruz. But, uh, uh, you know, nothing to hang my head about. But get back to work and make some adjustments. And August 7th, we'll, we'll get to see if those uh, adjustments are made. Well, was this about the right time period for you? Because this is only about, uh, what, four or five months after you last fought? Yeah, you know, I normally like to stay a little bit busier. But needed uh, a little bit of break there after the last one. And, uh been back to camp so right on schedule try to get three or four in this year four would be pushing it here at the end uh song Yudong, like is this the fight you kind of thought or is this an opponent that you didn't really have in mind yeah uh we were supposed to fight back in december and then um you know we both took a l that night so i kind of figured this matchup was coming um you know we're both kind of around the top 20 top 15 area so uh i figured i figured that we were getting matched up 
Hey, your teammate also in Kyler Phillips, I know you trained a lot, literally just fought him on the same card. So how helpful is that? Where I'm sure you were probably helping him prepare for song during that training camp. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, I feel like I just almost had a training camp for song as well. Uh, so it's good, man. You know, take a little bit of pointers uh, away from him and, you know, got some up-to-date video, uh, you know, the last guy to fight him. So uh, about all the information that, you know, that you could get is there. How much will you lean on Kyler in this camp, especially because he's fighting fairly soon too. So like you guys are kind of already in camp training for around the same date. Yeah. You know, this is the third fight in a row for him that we've been, uh, well, we had two in a row where we were on the same card and then two weeks apart here. So, you know, we're always uh, getting each other better, always training together. So uh, whether we got a fight or not, you know, uh, we're trying to make each other better. With a song, like, I think it's pretty well known. Like he comes out really hot in the first round, kind of gasses as the fight goes on. Like you're a guy that has really good cardio. So is the game plan just to really kind of bring it on him in those later rounds and kind of let him tire himself out? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I like to throw down too. So hopefully we'll put him away a little bit early. But uh, if I can put him away in the second, third round, you know, run him over. Uh, I think that's uh, definitely part of the game plan. How do you see this fight playing out? Because like, Obviously, you're going for the finish all the time, but Song's a tough guy to finish. Like, Kyler landed some clean, like, head kicks and punches that we should put normal people down, but he just kind of ate it and kept on walking forward. Yeah, you know, I feel like uh, I've had I've had some good experience with that in my career. You know, the the both Fight Island fights, uh, shoot even Dom. You know, I busted him up. There's some shots there that could have put him down. So uh, I'm well prepared for a fight where, you know, I, I crack somebody a bunch and they're they're still there, so... Um, you know, some experience will definitely go into play there. What do you think a win over Song does for you? Because although he lost his last fight, like this is a guy that I think the UFC likes. Like they, he's been in the rank. He's kind of has some hype because he's kind of like Uri favors, like proteges. Like, what do you think a win over him does for you? You know, uh, kind of gets me back on track. Uh, obviously, working my way back up towards a title is the ultimate goal. So, it gets back on track in the winning circle. Uh, doesn't really throw me in the rankings or anything like that but i think uh you know the winner of this fight probably gets a ranked opponent next uh back in front of fans too like what's that like for you to be back in fight it's been a while for you it's been a while uh, i got to go to the phoenix show as a fan myself and uh that was uh that was really cool just to be a part of you know the energy of the fans and you know i fought four times in a row without fans I'm definitely ready for some fans and uh you know song is a great opponent to to have fans back with being on this card too like this is a pretty big one like anytime you get Derek lewis in houston like it's gonna be a rowdy crowd so like does that just add to it like you have two title fights like you have luke aks which is good fight jose aldo's on the card like it's a pretty big one yeah man it's uh you know it's a good card to watch it's uh you know houston with Derek lewis that's you know one of a kind so uh i'm excited uh, i've never fought in houston i fought in dallas but uh you know, everything's bigger in Texas, right? Hopefully we got those 75K bonus coming. Do you think anything's going to change, like the walkout or anything? Like, is are the nerves going to be there again when you walk out in front of all that fans? Uh, it's pretty. It's probably going to be pretty much the same, you know. It's still a fight. Uh, fans help, you know, the energy in there. But, you know, I'm a stone-cold killer when we're walking out. And uh, I don't see that changing with fans or no fans. Were you surprised none of you guys were on that Arizona card? Because I thought, like, at least you, Kyler, Mario, like, at least one of you guys would have been on that card. Yeah, when when it was announced, it was probably, like, three weeks out. And I, I threw my name in the hat, like, hey, if you guys need somebody, uh, I'm ready. But, 
feel like they already had the card made before they picked the location on that one. You know, like the card was pretty much set before they announced that they were coming to Phoenix. So I think maybe that was part of it. Back in the big octagon too, like the cruise one was just a small one. Like, do you kind of like that? Yeah, you know, it's always cool to, to fight in 30-foot octagon. You know, I like to stand in the center and throw down. So, uh, you know, some big ones, small ones, doesn't really matter to me. Do you think this fight's just going to be on the feet, or do you think one of you guys are going to shoot at some point? Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the crowd uh, lets us shoot, you know, getting in there, throwing down. The the crowd might, uh, you know, pull us through the rounds standing up. But it's mixed martial arts, you know. we got to win the rounds still, too. It, like, how much uh, fact do you think the crowd will be? Because some of those exchanges you even had with crews, like you get that in front of fans. Like, I'm, I imagine you're just going to start throwing even more. Yeah, I think, you know, especially in my last two fights, uh, you know, Cruz and Wood, when we got in that firefight, they did a good job of listening to their coaches and circling out and moving away. When when we did get in that, you know, if you got a 20,000 people roaring while we start throwing down like that, uh, they probably stay there. A little bit longer so uh we'll see well, you know maybe uh, uh which fans or no fans i think song's gonna stay there and throw down so uh you know maybe it changes a little bit i i think on paper like your fight's kind of an early front runner for a fight of the night like do you kind of agree like it, it, this seems one where the ufc kind of knows the matching where they're going to get an exciting fight for the fans yeah exactly you know this is uh it's just like the wood fight like everyone called it before and uh, I've said it before, you know, a couple times before that if, if you survive, we're going to have fight of the night. You know, if I put you away, it's probably going to be bonus worthy. Uh, are you going to get a Dana White like Ferguson did and try to get that extra 25, make it 75? Hey, someone's got to say it, right? If someone doesn't say it, I'm going to have to uh, put in the info. You, you got to get Derek Lewis to say it. Derek Lewis probably has the most uh, voice <laughs> on that card. The most power. Yeah, that's a good idea. Be like, hey, I'll slide, I'll slide you I'll slide you 10K. Uh, you asked Dana to step it up. <laughs> Everything goes your way here. Like, how quickly would you want to turn this thing around? Because I know you like being very active. Yeah, uh, I had my break. I'll get two. More, I'll, I'll get at least two more in this year. Maybe three if they let me. Uh, had a little break, and now it's time to go on a run again. Are, are you even looking to do what you don't fight on? Where you're fighting like twice in the span of like three weeks? I'm down. I'm down. That was. I mean, that was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my uh, career. So. You know, uh, anytime we can do short notice, quick turnaround, shoot, even if I got a little bit of injury going on, we'll uh, we'll step back in there. And short notice this year isn't as bad as that, where you don't have that 16-hour plane ride ahead of you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, if I can do that with the Fight Island thing, you know, the 12-day fight weeks pretty much, uh, you know, I, I can do a quick turnaround here. Do you plan on really calling anyone out, or is it just more just try to get someone ranked ahead of you? Yeah, you know, maybe maybe later on when I, I get a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe working my way up towards the, the ladder and I got an idea who I can fight. Uh, right now, if I beat Song, you know, there's a whole list of guys. I mean, we can could, we could start calling them all out, but I'll call out the whole top 15, uh, you know, after that. I still don't ever understand how you made Flyweight. Like, you seem like a big banner. Like, is Flyweight like 100% done? Uh, probably, man. You know, I'm... Right now, it's been you know a few years, two or three years since I've made flyweight. But um, you know, if the division gets exciting enough uh, for me to come down, maybe one day. But uh, bantamweight is pretty much my home. 
what do you kind of make of the state of the bandweight division right now? Because you have Sterling at the top, like he's got a rematch on. You have uh, Dillashaw Sanhagen, like what I think the week before you guys. Like yep. it, there's some, and then Rob Font there. Like there's some big bandweight fights upcoming. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's one of the hottest divisions in the UFC right now. Uh, finally, the little guys are getting a little bit of clout. You know, uh, it's always been a big guy dominant uh, sport as far as the popularity. So it's nice to you know be a part of the bandweight division and see the little guys taking over. Uh, just a few more things like your gym you work at like there's a lot of high level bandmates like sean's there like tyler's there mario's there like how big is that where you guys are all like i wouldn't be surprised if all four of you guys are in the top 10 one day and that's kind of who you're training with on a daily basis yeah exactly you know uh when i went to the lab i knew it was going to be like that and it's never disappointed uh you know that's that's Part of this game is, you know, you got to swim with the big sharks day in, day out and get better. Uh, some some people, you know, they have a little bit different route to do it. But at some point in their career, they're probably, you know, getting good looks with high level guys, uh, you know, and I get it every day. Uh, just the final thing, though, I asked Mario this because I talked to him like the other day is all four of you guys are kind of working your way up. Like, have you guys talked about maybe fighting each other one day? Because you guys all kind of seem like on a collision course, like all four of you seem like you're destined for that top ten. Yeah, we, we kind of joke around about having like a four-man bracket at the top, you know, when it's all said and done. But, uh, hey, man, they got to pay us a lot of money to fight each other, and we got to be in the right spot. But I think there's enough guys in the Bantamweight division to keep us busy until uh, maybe we all four meet at the top, and then we'll, we'll have to run it. Like, that's something you guys aren't even t- thinking about till a belt's on the line. Like, it doesn't really make sense for you guys to fight right now. Yeah, I mean, for me uh, – I don't really have any interest in fighting those guys unless it's for something like that. You know, um, there's enough guys in the Bantamweight division that uh, are exciting enough and good fights. All right. Well, Casey, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. For sure, man. Uh, thanks as always. All right. We're joined by UFC light heavyweight Alonzo Menafield, who's fighting on Saturday. Alonzo, how's it going, man? Going pretty well, man. What about yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Obviously, fighting in your home state or uh, fighting in texas like what's that kind of like for you because you not much travel for you when you're fighting in houston yeah yeah houston man that's a, a big big deal uh first fight for me to fight in houston um so I, i'm i'm happy about that um I, i'm i'm excited and uh truth be told I me mean, i'm ready to get in there and uh show texas you know texas style uh, was this about the right time for you to return? Because I thought after your win in March, you'd want to get back in there pretty quickly, because especially how quick it went. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to get back in there on that. I think it was the second quarter of the year. Yep. But it didn't. It didn't work out. Um, so uh, I, I'm happy that I got this bout and uh, just ready to get in there and you know get a, a bonus. <laughs> uh, we talked after your last win, but like how different is training camp now coming off a win rather than going into that last one on that two fight losing streak? Uh, training camp is for me, is even more harder. Um, I'm just trying to make sure I, I catch up in, in the skill departments, uh, and, you know, like three categories for me, that's uh boxing, Muay Thai wrestling, um, and just, you know, staying in shape. So, uh, just trying to raise the level on that one so I can represent that atomic name. 
you're fighting Ozzy Ed Herman. Like, if anyone watches the UFC, they know who Ed Herman is. So, like, when you got this opponent, like, what, like, were you excited when you found out you'd be fighting him? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. You know, he's been around for a long time. Um, that's always been a dream matchup because I, you know, when he went to 205, and I was always wanting to, you know, get down with that guy. So I, I'm honored uh, to go in there and fight him, and obviously, you know, take him out. He he's on a three fight winning streak, but his last one was all that controversy where like it was that like he said it was a groin shot and ended up just being to like to the like, liver. But like, what have you kind of made of his runs? So, but but forty years old, like he's still hanging with some of these top guys. Yeah, yeah, man, he's forty. Um, you know, age ain't nothing but a number. So as far as him, uh, he looks good, man. Um, and that uh, he did put Mike Rodriguez in a Kimura. Yep. Uh, given that, I'm like that's pretty impressive. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. This guy, he's been around for a while, and I'm ready to take him out. Do you think Ed's just going to try to wrestle you and try to take you down to the ground? He probably do everything, man. He's old school. So <laughs> I, I'm trained for everything. Uh, and I know it won't be a dull fight. It'll be exciting. Uh, with the crowd there, it, it, it may be one of the exciting fights on the, on the whole card. Yeah, I was looking like June of 2019 was the last time you fought in front of fans. So like, what's that kind of like? Because it's been like three fights in over two years since you last fought in front of a crowd. Yeah, man, I, I like the crowd. You know, I, I come from a football background and yep. being at the football game is something we love. You know, if we're in the football, especially if you're playing on arena level or any level, crowd there is, is, is exciting. Um, so I'm, I'm happy for the fans and the crowd to be there. And yeah, I'm, I'm like, here we go. You know, looking forward to it. Uh, how do you see yourself getting the job done? Cause Ed's a guy, he's looked durable at 205, but we have seen him get knocked out before. Right. So performance of the night for me, uh, that'd be KO or TKO. All right. It'll be fighting tonight. It's up to him, but we'll see. But I plan on putting on a showcase of everything I have and, uh, I'm pretty sure he can take it. So I'll be able to display everything. If not, then, yeah, performance of the night for me. Uh, the big question about you all the time has been your cardio, but, like, I know you always work on it. So, like, are you kind of hoping one of these fights gets into that second and third rounds? So you can kind of show that off? No, I mean, I really don't care about getting into the second or third round. Uh, I'm going to just go in there and do me, um, make sure, you know, I, I, I do what I know I can do. And uh, if it goes in a second or third round, I mean, kudos to that opponent. Um, but, you know, I'll be able to hang as far as cardio, for sure, without a doubt. Well, what do you think a win over Ed does for you and puts you in the division? Uh, being a legend, or I wouldn't call him a legend, but being <laughs> a guy who's been around so so long. And, yeah, I mean, for me, it just cements me as a, you know, UFC fighter. And... Uh, yeah, so it's a big deal to submit myself as that UFC fighter. What do you think the crowd's going to be like when they hear you're fighting out of Texas? Like, it's going to be a pretty big pop. Yeah, they, they should, man. Ho hopefully they're major excited. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the crowd, you know, I'm predictable. But hopefully uh, I can put on a show and uh, and they love it. Well, yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I plan on putting on a exciting thrillful fight so I, I think they will love it 
you have your teammate and Miles Johns on the card too, because he got moved. But like, is, is it a bit better now? Because you were the lone Florida guy on this card, but now you got a second one. Is, is, does that make fight week a bit better that you have someone else on your team there? Yeah, you know, more support as far as the team being there. That's always a good thing. Um, but you know, I've I've always been a lone wolf, so if if they weren't there, I'd still be okay. But yeah, it's it's super helpful that you know Miles and and extra teammates are going to be there. With all your like power and just the way you look, like do you think people overlook your grappling, or do you think your last fight kind of showed off your grappling? No, I don't think they overlook. They just don't know if I have it or not. Um, especially when they hear about football, yeah, they don't probably think that. But you know, I I, I would pride myself on being that that linebacker who tackled everyone. Um, so as far as like wrestling, I think it translates perfect for me. I just need to learn wrestling technique, which I've had. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh it's it's going along well. Who who are you working with for this camp? Because Uriah obviously just fought. Like Ryan Spans coming up. Like are those the guys? And Kennedy, I assume, are the main guys you're working with. Yeah, I work with all of them. Uh, and then we got a couple of scrappers in there. We got Julian. We got um, Sumar, Robert. We got a lot of guys in there helping helping out. We got Obi, Obi Kenobi. He's a Another African. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's very strong. So we got we got some guys in there, 185, 170, 205. And uh, they're, they're helpful. So You get your hand raised here. Like, are you hoping to at least get one more in this year? Yeah, I am actually. So hopefully in December I'll get that uh, third fight. And, and any plan to call anyone out, or is it really just whoever the UFC gives you? Uh, I take the winners of... Uh, whoever is fighting in October, I forgot. That. Um, yeah, I, I forgot. I got to look at the list, but I mean, I guess after the fight, I, I'll I'll call out whoever wins out of that fight. Oh, October. The do you mean the Santos Walker fight? There's that one. There's one no, other. I don't know. I, I don't want to call out anyone who ain't on my my list. But I mean, <laughs> you, you got the list. You you got the hit list ready to go. Right, all right. Truth be told, whoever they give to me, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to be on the list anyways. Yeah. So, it don't matter to me. Uh, we're talking Monday night. Like, what's kind of fight week like for you now? Are you heading down to Houston, like, tomorrow, I assume, or are you going a bit later because you don't have to go on a plane and fly? No, I'm going tomorrow, uh, and I am flying. I'm just flying real late. Well, yeah, like, it's not the long flight you got. Yeah, yeah, thank God. So yeah, I'll be I'll be there within thirty minutes. So I'll, I'll fly out like four in Texas time or Central. So it'd be perfect. How's the weight cut going? Cause you are a pretty big guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean the weight cut is good. You know, I, I figured out because of the COVID nineteen, two thousand twenty, how to just manage weight. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I've been able to stay at a good weight and. Oh, I got you now. Yeah, you're back. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I managed to wait real good. You know, I, I from 2020, I've learned how to just manage weight and get to 205 or 206 easily. Do you think a heavyweight move is in like down the line? Like, do you think eventually you'll be a heavyweight? I don't got any sound from you. Oh, there we go. Okay. There it is. Heavyweight, you said? Yeah. Do you think a heavyweight, like, down the line, you'll eventually be a heavyweight? 
Uh, no, no, I may go to 185. Really? Yeah, I'm getting good at this uh, weight cutting thing. I, I was thinking about I should go to 155. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to cut off a limb or two. Uh, just last thing, like you have a Derek Lewis card in Houston. Like, are you hoping get your fight done quick and stay in that arena to watch that fight? Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and the wife, we we like watching uh, Derek Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I want to watch that uh, him fight that technician serial. So it'll, that'll be exciting. All right, well, Alonzo, I appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this, man. All right, thank you. All right, we're joined by UFC flyweight Oday Osborne, who's got a kind of a rebooking, not a rebooking, but a new fight. Uh, Oday, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. How are you doing? Just out here eating some some gummies. <laughs> You're healthy, uh, man. Uh, obviously, we we did this like a week ago. You're supposed to fight Amir Albazi on July 17th. When did you find out Amir pulled out, and how quickly did you get this new fight? I found out. Oh, man. Two weeks ago? Yep. Um, two weeks ago, I found out that they said he got a concussion in, in practice. So he had to pull out. But, um, you know, man, it's all in God's plan. Um, I found out I was supposed to fight Cape like, the same day. My manager just put it to the table, and I was like, let's go. Because I think Cape is more of a dangerous opponent than Amir Abazi. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's get that one, you know. I was kind of bummed out, man, because, you know, Abazi got that rank next to his name, and I'm trying, I was trying to get that rank next to my name. And, uh, you know, I was I was watching so much film, and, like, not really uh, – okay, I shouldn't say so much. I was watching enough film and training for his style, so I had to kind of switch it up. It kind of throws off, throws you off your element, you know, and not stretch your element. But, you know, I, that, that's just God being like, hey, man, like, we're getting you a better opponent. So you got to let's, – let's see, let's see the best – let's see the best you – we can see. And so I think everybody is going to see the best me that they've ever seen. Uh, I know um, Manel isn't ranked where Abazi was ranked 15th, but I personally I think this is a bigger fight just because Manel is the former Risen champ, fought like Koji Horiguchi, had that big upset win over Kaya Sakura. Like, yeah. for you, like, are you more excited for this one than you were the Amir fight? I think for me, it's 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 more of a challenge for me, so it makes me a better me, if that makes any sense. I think Amir Abazi, um, not to sound cocky or anything, but I, I was just like, man, I didn't think – I thought I was going to run through him. And so uh, it was one of those where I was kind of like, you know what, like I'm going to run through this, man. I don't even care. But now fighting Cape, I'm like, okay, shit, now I got to be on 100%. So I got to turn that dial up. You know what I mean? I got to turn that dial up. Like, I got to hit that buck, you know, so it can't go anymore. So I got to give 110%. And so for me, that's, it makes me uh, a better fighter. You know what I mean? Because uh, training for Amir, I, 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 there was, he, I didn't think he did anything that was particularly uh, exciting for me to watch. So uh, Cape, I think, uh, <laughs> It's gonna make me like once again. I said it's gonna it's gonna really show the the real me. Well, what have you made of his two fights in the UFC? Because I assume you've probably watched them either live or by yeah. now. He was hyped up, and I thought you could make a case he could have won both of them. I did think he beat Nick Lau. I thought he lost to Pantoja, but he the like 
he had obviously a lot of hype, and now he's 0-2 and could be fighting for his job here. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think um, he fought differently in the ring than he does in the UFC cage. And I think he changed. And I don't know if he always fought in, in Thailand at Phuket, but I think he kind of like, like, I don't know, his style changed a little bit. And I don't know if it's for the better, for the worse. I have no idea. I just know I'm gonna go in there and <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see how he does under pressure, just like I do with everybody. I'm gonna see how they how they handle pressure. You know, that's what it is. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's either he's gonna he's gonna make it a war, or he's gonna quit under pressure. And if it's a war, then I wouldn't blink because we about to fucking bang. How? Do you see yourself getting your hand raised? Just because with Manel, like he's a tough guy to finish. Like his two UFC fights, one distance. The only guy to finish him is Horiguchi, and he submitted him late in the third. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's always a difficult. People always ask me how do I see fights going. I'm like, I can't answer that because yeah. I, I I'm such a well-rounded fighter. You know what I mean? It's like I don't I don't <laughs> I don't plan on how I'm gonna finish somebody. I. I I used to make predictions. A year ago, you asked me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. But nothing I always say happens. So I stopped making predictions because that's how the fight is. You you know what I mean? I, I, I try to be well-rounded. I could sub. I could I could TKO. We can go to – you don't I, – I have no idea. I just know I'm going to go in there and give it 110%. And um, hopefully I get, a, I, get a, I get a finish because I go for finishes, and that's that's me. Ode, I always go for finishes. That's what uh, my fighting style is all about. You know, I, I'm always on the hunt to finish you. What do you think a win over Manel does for you? Like, neither of you guys are ranked in flyweight, but he has a lot of hype where the two guys that have beat him are in the rankings, and Pantoja is like the third ranked guy. I think a win over Manel is just, uh, you know, I think it's the biggest fight of my life. So I think it does. I think it's, it's. I think it's everything for me. You know what I mean. I think uh, it's not just for me, but it's it's for the kids that I work for. For you know my my future. I think it's everything. You know. I think this fight will set up my future. This is your first time dropping down a flyweight. Like you had your debut against Kelleher uh, at bantamweight, which was kind of just a weird circumstance, like main card of a McGregor fight, like for a debut, can't get any bigger than that. Yeah. And it's like a whole year since you fight again, you knock out drum Rivera at 45. Like it, you've competed at 35, 45 is just kind of the short notice. But do you think you're going to be a lot better at, uh, flyweight than you were at bantamweight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, man. I'm gonna be honest. You know, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea how my, you know what I mean? Like, cause, I could I could say like oh man I'm gonna be I'm gonna be awesome my body's you know what I mean but it's it like I don't know how my body's gonna hang I, don't, I have no idea I'm I'm confident that I'll be a fucking stud and a and a wrecking ball that is my confidence but shit my my you know my body could be like you know hate it my I, my body could hate it I have no idea I'm I'm uh, I'm confident that I'll I'll be amazing I I, I believe that. Um, I'm gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I like. Are have you done a practice cut to flyweight, or like, how do you think the cut? Because I remember talking to you. I think it was before. I think it was before Kelleher fighting. Like, even 35 wasn't that much of a cut for you. 
Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, like, I weighed 39 on Saturday at the end of practice, so I'm not too too worried about it. You know what I mean? I know you want to be active, especially having that full year off last year. But silver lining of this fight getting pushed back about a month is you're on a pay per view card and you're back in front of fans in Houston. Man, the best thing that could happen to me is I get a finish right, like I get a first round finish, and I I can uh, I get another fight right away. That's like my goal. That's my dream, man. If I could get a first round finish and get a fight right away, that'd be awesome. Are you looking forward to being back in front of the fans, or is it more just you just want to get back in there? I just want to get I just want to get 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 things in the rotation again. You know what I mean? I just want to be able to get uh. Get a, get get the, get things going. I want to get the ball going back again. I don't care fans, no fans. That all that's all irrelevant. Once I'm in there, none of that none of that matters. None of it. I can't. I, I don't hear the fans anyways. I know we talked to you. You have the teaching gig. So is that part of the reason why you want a quick turnaround? Is get one in before school starts again? Yes, that is exactly why I want. I'd want a quick turnaround. So I guess the plan is probably what? When when your school start? Probably uh, beginning of September, so like end of August, early. Yeah, September, late August, perfect. like August twenty seventh. Do you plan to really call anyone out? Because I think a win over Manel, you could nah, really man, just call I've, your shot. Nah, I've done that already. I've called people out left and right, and nobody ever. I mean, I never. I haven't yet to get um, an opponent that I wanted. So I'm just gonna say, whoever wants to fight me, that's it. But I'm not. I don't want to put the horse in front of the sorry the cart in front of the horse. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, just two more quick things. You're supposed to fight at the apex. Now you're in Houston. Like the you're now in the 30 foot octagon compared to the 25 foot. Like, do you think that makes any of a difference? Nah, not with the man. <sighs> if, at the end of the day, fighters are warriors, and truly, nothing else matters. All of that other stuff, fans cage size um dates change opponent change location change all that stuff is irrelevant man it really is all of, all of that is irrelevant because if you think about it man at the end of the day it's it's if you are the better fighter mentally and physically that's all that really matters just being better than that person that's it just being better than him or her if you're fight if you're a female uh just last thing is you're supposed to fight July 17th. You're now August 7th, which is about three weeks difference. Like what kind of changes for training camps? You don't like overtrain yourself. I just kind of, you know, ease back a little bit. That's all. Just ease back on the gear and um, just uh, build up slowly. You know, just that slow build up. All right. Well, Ode, man, I appreciate, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. All right, my man. You have a good rest of your day, right? Hey, yeah. go Bucks. Yeah. <laughs>